Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi there, and welcome to our podcast. And this week at London Visited, we go to Seven Dials to tell you all about this iconic part of London. My name is Steve, and each week I'll bring to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you've been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. And now to this week's podcast. Seven Dials is a road junction in the St Giles district of the London Borough of Camden, close to Covent Garden in the west end of London. Seven streets converge at the roughly circular junction, at the centre of which is a column bearing six sundials. The column had been commissioned before a late-stage alteration of the plans from an original six roads to seven. The term also refers informally to the area immediately surrounding it. The landed estate formerly belonged to the worshipful company of Mercia's, which allowed building licenses on what was open farmland to maximise their income in the burgeoning west end of the developing metropolitan area. The original layout of the Seven Dials area was designed by Thomas Neal during the early 1690s. The original plan had six roads converging, although this was later increased to seven. The sundial column was built up with only six faces, with the column itself acting as the seventh dial. This layout was chosen to produce triangular plots in order to minimise the frontage of houses to be built on the site, as rentals would charge per foot of frontage rather than the square footage of the properties. After the successful development of the Covent Garden Piazza nearby, Neil hoped that Seven Dars would be popular with wealthy residents. This was not to be, and the area gradually deteriorated. At one stage, each of the seven apexes facing the column housed a pub. By the 19th century, Seven Dars was among the most notorious slum areas in London. As part of the slum of St Giles, the area was described by Charles Dickens during 1835. Streets and courts that dart in all directions until they are lost in the unwholesome vapour which overhangs the housetops and renders the dirty perspective uncertain and confined. In his collection of sketches by Boz, Dickens remarks, The stranger who finds himself in the dials for the first time, at the entrance of seven obscure passages, uncertain which to take, will see enough around him to keep his curiosity awake for no inconsiderable time. The poet, John Keats, described the area as the last resort for the poor and the ill, where misery clings to misery for a little warmth, and the want and disease lie down side by side and groan together. The relatively low status of the location is also stated by W.S. Gilbert in the Operetta Ianthe. Hearts, just as pure and fair, may beat in Belgravia Square, as in the lowly air of Seven Dials. It remained a byword for urban poverty during the early 20th century, when Agatha Christie set The Seven Dials Mystery, 1929, here. The original sundial column was removed during 1773. It was long believed that it had been pulled down by an angry mob, but recent research suggests it was deliberately removed by the paving commissioners in an attempt to rid the area of undesirables. The remains were acquired by architect James Payne, who kept them in his house in Adelston in Surrey, from where they were bought during 1820 by public subscription and re-erected in nearby Weybridge 
as a memorial to Princess Frederica Charlotte of Prussia, Duchess of York and Albany. During the 1840s, Seven Dials was a major gathering area for Chartists in their campaign for electoral reform. However, the illegal activities of some, plans for armed uprisings, were thwarted by the recently established police force. By 1851, sewers were laid in the area, but poverty intensified in the St. Giles and Seven Dials area, although the population began to decrease as workshops and breweries began occupying some of the houses. The model established here for supporting poor children in education, developed by Margaret Frere, was to be a model adopted throughout London for school social work. The Seven Streets at Seven Dials originally had quite different names from what they have now. They were Great Earl Street, Little Earl Street, Great White Lion Street, Little White Lion Street, Great St Andrew Street, Little St Andrew Street, and Queen Street. In the 1930s, the names were changed. Great and Little Earl Streets became Earlham Street. Great and Little White Lion Streets became part of the extended Mercia Street. Great and Little St Andrew Streets became Monmouth Street, and Queen Street became Shorts Gardens. Today, only two houses remain from the original Thomas Neal development of the 1690s. 61 Monmouth Street and 64 Neal Street. According to Camden Council, the currently defined area can be found north of Covent Garden Market and just to the south of Shaftesbury Avenue. The dials comprise of Earlham Street, Monmouth Street, Mercia Street and Shorts Gardens. The area now known as Seven Dials also includes Neal Street and Neal's Yard. Monmouth Street is the only street in Seven Dials to have an official number, the B404. The others are unclassified. During 1974, Seven Dials was named a conservation area with outstanding status, and during 1977, it was declared a housing action area. By 1984, the Housing Action Area Committee ensured that all of the vacant homes were in some use and was encouraging businesses to locate in the area. An increasing number of buildings have been restored over the years. Since 1974, over 25% of the area's buildings have been listed. Presently, Seven Dials is a prosperous, largely commercial neighbourhood in the WC2 postcode, an area between the West End Theatre District of Shaftesbury Avenue and the fashionable shopping district around nearby Neal's Yard. It is dominated by generally slow-moving traffic in the narrow streets, which are usually crowded with people. The replacement sundial pillar, commissioned by the Seven Dials Trust, forming the Seven Dials Monument Charity, was constructed during 1988-1989 to the original design. It was unveiled by Beatrix of the Netherlands, during June 1989, on a visit to commemorate the tercentenary of the reign of William III and Mary II, during which the area was developed. The monument is owned by, and continues to be maintained by, the Seven Dials Trust, whose mandate also includes improving the area, working with landowners as well as national and local agencies. On one of the seven apexes remains a pub, the Crown. On another apex is the Cambridge Theatre, and on the third, the Radisson Edwardian Mercia Street Hotel. On another is the Kum Ching Triangle, a block of old buildings renovated during the 1980s. Despite some redevelopment, many original buildings remain. There are two historic plaques in the area, one at 13 Monmouth Street, where Brian Epstein managed his company, and another in Neil's yard at the animation editing and recording studios of Monty Python. Actually, the studios and offices of Michael Palin and Terry Gilliam from 1976 to 1987. A November 2017 report describes Seven Dials as follows. In its own right, this septet of streets is home to nearly 100 fashion, beauty and lifestyle stores, 
plus 90 or so independent cafes, bars and restaurants. You can find food, fashion and music festivals throughout the year. Join in huge parades or private shopping events and there is culture galore on tap, including many of the West End's best-known theatres on the doorstep. Seven Dars combines boutique, independent retail with high-end, household name British brands, street food with Michelin-starred restaurants, and cutting-edge coolness with a definite flavour of its past in its cobbled streets and courtyards. Neil commissioned the architect and stonemason Edward Pierce to design and construct a sundial pillar during 1693 to 1694. The original drawing in brown ink with a grey wash is in the British Museum collection. On top of an 8-foot, 2.4-metre high plinth, there is a 20-foot high Doric column. The sculpture that contains the six sundials and the pinnacle is 10 feet tall. This block is arranged with a directly southern and directly northern vertical dial and four vertically declining dials. The monument was erected during 1694 but removed during 1773. The replica was commissioned during 1984 and erected during 1989. The dials were designed, carved and gilded by Caroline Webb, while the astronomer Gordon Taylor verified the maths. Each of the faces is accurate to within 10 seconds. The dials give local apparent solar time, so a correction must be made using a conversion graph displayed on the plinth to work out clock time. Seven dials is 0 degrees and 7 minutes geographical degrees to the west of Greenwich. That is 3.048 seconds behind Greenwich Mean Time. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at Seven Dials. This is definitely one of our favourite places in London. And isn't the history amazing that it's gone from squalor at one end to the where it is now, which is known as being a fashionable place? That's not what we like it. It's just a great area to be around. So, whatever podcast you use to listen to this, please do subscribe to get updates on new shows. And also, please do leave us some feedback. Also, you can let us know any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts. And you can let me know through our website, www.londonvisited.co.uk. You can email me directly on londonvisited at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram on at London Visited or Facebook on at The London Visited. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.